This is Jonathan Armstrong with the latest Tech Law 10. I'm in London. With me is Eric Sinrod. Eric, you're over in San Francisco, and you've been thinking about a word that us millennials use a lot. So fake. <laughs> yeah, not not that long ago this all started. I think it toward the end of 2017. So deep fakes, Jonathan, are becoming a growing problem uh, with potential serious consequences. And so what I'm going to talk about is how the war on deep fakes has commenced and time actually will tell whether the deep fakes problem will be eradicated at least in large part or not. And if nothing else, this will probably be a long and hard fight. So what is a deep fake? A deep fake is a human image synthesis method based on, drum roll please, Artificial intelligence. Uh, deep fakes so far have been uh, implemented to create fake celebrity pornographic videos uh, and revenge porn videos. Uh, a deep fake can frankly uh, be created, you know, as to anyone. It could be created as to a business leader, so it appears that they're saying something they're not, which could have a negative impact on the business itself. Uh, it could, you know, put words in the mouth of a politician. Um, these deep fakes so far have been created to disseminate evil hoaxes and false news. And many of us are quite worried about deep fakes with, you know, we're now about one year away from our presidential election. And so when you see footage of a politician saying something, did that really happen? Was that actually said by that particular politician? So recently, according to the MIT Technology Review, uh, generative algorithms have become so adept at synthesizing media that what they create essentially is becoming indistingu indistinguishable from reality. Uh, so this is tr troublesome. So what can be done? So as one example, Google has become a soldier in the war on deepfakes. So for its part, Google has released a huge database of known deep fakes. And this database includes 3,000 AI-generated videos that were created based on publicly available algorithms. And these videos can be referenced as part of acceleration efforts for coming up with deep fake detection tools. And then also Facebook has announced that it will be releasing a similar database like Google did uh, by the end of this year. So the overall idea behind the efforts of the likes of Google and Facebook is to create a large body of examples that can assist in training and testing automated detection tools, because detection really is the key. So mm -hmm. that sounds great, right? Well, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm sorry to be a damper on perhaps the potential good feelings uh, I was creating. Um, some experts fear that once a solid deep fake detection method is developed, the creators of deep fakes may be able to update their algorithms to evade this detection method. Accordingly, some experts argue that detection methods must be developed that can identify perfect deep fake synthetic images, um, but that's no uh, easy task. So. Um, as hinted at the outset of what I was saying, uh, the deep fakes war is only just beginning. Uh, as long as there are incentives to create deep fakes, whether economic, political, or personal, 
uh, they will be a problem that needs to be addressed. And not only should the problem be addressed as part of potential technological solutions, frankly, it should be addressed socially, politically, and as a matter of law. So, <laughs> passing your seatbelts, Jonathan, uh, this war is only beginning. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I think, uh, to me, it, it, it sounds... Um, I, I, I hate to sound pessimistic, but it sounds almost like an unequal war. Uh, obviously, bred in 1971, I think, said a picture paints a thousand words. And the difficulty that we have, I think, with deepfakes is that, it, 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 is that people are more prone to believe something as a picture that looks uh, plausible. Um, I know FT have covered this recently, and I'm declaring an interest since Caudry were featured amongst uh, five businesses by FT uh, this week as um, being influential in the, in the fight against cybersecurity, and we're very, very pleased to be ranked thus. But, uh, but having declared that interest, FT have a, an interesting article on the race to combat deep fake technology um, that they've published and, and saying how it's being used to do things like, as you say, to um, pose as chief executives and to try and get people to do uh, acts as a result. So not only um, a, a, a visual, but also to mimic the voice of CEOs. And they say that in one case, $10 million was wired to criminals who'd used uh, deep fake artificial intelligence to mimic the voice of a CEO to get him to, uh, to, to transfer the money. And we've seen uh, in Office 365, for example, how these uh, uh, gangs are using all sorts of technology to uh, mimic real-life executives to get people to move money about via email. And obviously, it's particularly worrying if they can mimic the CEO's voice or use face-swapping techniques and lip-syncing. And my pessimistic view, I guess, is that um, where there's money and where there's a market, people will innovate. And I think it's mm -hmm. the same as you'd suggested you know, pornography being another example, that, that the number of people who will click on, particularly after events like the fappening, to see videos without any, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not so fair with this market, but I don't think they particularly have a necessity to know whether they're fakes or not. The people who are viewing those images, I imagine, um, are, are lured in and advertising or subscriptions are sold on the back of it. So I guess my pessimistic view is unless we stop the money, then we don't stop it happening, however good the technology is, because there's always somebody, as you suggested, that can rejig their algorithm to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, I mean, there really is so much potential for mischief. I mean, as I said, you know, there was – there's been great concern about how there was influence uh, perpetrated through social media with respect to our last, last election cycle. Mm -hmm. Now imagine what can be done with deep fakes. 
You can imagine, you know, competitors in the marketplace using deep fakes to uh, impugn a, a competing company uh, to their own advantage and to the disadvantage of the competitor. Uh, and the list goes on and on. And deep fakes, you know, while they're relatively recent on the scene, just over the last couple of years, you know, initially they were relatively clunky. Um, and if you really scrutinize carefully, you could just see that they weren't quite right. But that's not the case so much anymore. And, and of course, many viewers won't even take the time necessarily to look and figure out whether something they're seeing is real or a deep fake. So um, this is something I think we'll be following going forward. I'm not sure we've covered it in our no. more than 200, 260 podcasts, but I think we will, don't you? I think that's I think that's right, and I think it probably is something that we'll uh, we'll return to for sure. Okay, well, this has been your weekly Tech Law Ten. Thank you for joining us again. Um, I'm Eric Sinrod at uh, Dwayne Morris. You can reach me at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on the usual social media outlets. Uh, continue to let us know of ideas you'd like us to cover, and I turn it back to Jonathan. Yeah, this is the genuine article, just in case you're in any doubt. Uh, so thanks, Eric. Uh, Jonathan.Armstrong at CordyCompliance.com. We look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. Cheers. 